Good morning and welcome to Friday morning, August the 28th in 2020 on When I Rise. We're in year A, proper week 17 and the 13th Sunday after Pentecost. And on Fridays we like to take a look at the gospel text for the week. This will be in Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 28. So I'll read that passage, provide a couple points of reflection, and we'll spend our time praying along the theme that emerges from our reflection. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise and meet God together in a time of prayer. Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 through 28. From that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said. This shall never happen to you. Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You're a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up the cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he'll reward each person according to what they have done. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. This is the word of God for us. There's no doubt that you've heard the story of how the game of chess was invented. It was invented by a guy and he wanted to sell it to the king and the king wanted to buy it because he was so intrigued by the game and so he asked the inventor, what would his payment be? And so the inventor said, I want you to put one granule of rice on the first square and then put two granules of rice on the second square and have it double each time as it goes through the squares of the chessboard. The king was so enthralled by the game, he thought it was a great price without thinking all the way through the occasion, the equation of it all. And he said the deal was done. And so he told the treasurer of his kingdom about the terms of this payment. Well, about a couple weeks later, the inventor came back to the king and complained that he had not received his full wages for the game of chess. And so the king was outraged, called the treasurer in, and asked him why he could not fulfill the payment to the inventor of the game of chess. And the treasurer says, we haven't even got to the back half of the board yet, and the inventor has taken all the rice in our kingdom. This is a simple parable about what happens when things start small, and we're willing to allow that to be so, and have it to grow over time. And that seems to be at the heart of what's going on here in Matthew's Gospel. It seems to be Jesus' secret of the kingdom. If you'll notice in the passage before this one, Jesus asked his disciples who the people said that he was, and then when Peter is asked pointedly, Pointer calls him the Messiah. So you and I would imagine that at that point, they would have been sitting down and sketching out plans for building Jesus' kingdom and uh, taking over Jerusalem in order for the reign to begin. But Jesus goes in the opposite direction. Uh, this, this passage he talks about his death. He says that he had to be handed over, has to suffer. And of course, this is madness to Peter. It's not how this is supposed to go. And so Peter tries to rebuke Jesus, but Jesus rebukes him. Then Jesus gives him the secret that if anybody wants to be his disciple, they must carry their own cross. And if they want to find their life, they have to lose it. And in losing their life, they actually find it. He just talks about a great day at the end of the age 
when the Son of Man comes with all the Father's glory, and each person will be rewarded according to what they have done. And then he gives his promise that some standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in this kingdom. And many in his audience saw Jesus vindicated from the grave. But it sure didn't look like it was going to happen that way. But it took the eyes of faith to see it. I think that's a continual challenge for us. Can we take the rice wager on the chessboard? Can we start with small beginnings? Can we see something grow gradually over time? Can we wait upon the fullness of something to really go deeply into the soil of our existence before we begin to expect big things? Right now we see chaos in all the world around us. We see things falling apart. We see people refusing to get along with one another. We get disappointed in people around us. We get disappointed in the ways in which we don't follow through ourselves. So we often wonder, is this plan that God began in Christ, is it going to come to its full fruition? Is it all going to come to its lovely and delightful end? And that's where you have to look at the face of Jesus once again, his steel resolve, his open heart as he faced the cross. The writer Hebrew says that for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross and he scorned its shame. Jesus wasn't ashamed of small beginnings, even setbacks, because he knew the setback would actually lead to something far greater. So brother and sister, I don't know how you greet this day, but there might be an area of life where you see a huge setback. Maybe it was a decision that you've made. Maybe it was a decision that somebody else made that's affected you. Maybe you've been praying for something and it's not come to pass. Maybe you've been hoping for something. There's no signs that it's arriving. Now, you and I have our lives recalibrated today, calibrated around the cross, where loss was experienced, but great gain happened in the back end of it. May we give all of our anxieties over to God to this day. May we expect that God could do greater things, even more than we can ask or imagine. So let's spend some time praying that God would give us the eyes of faith today to continue to believe. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, I thank you today that you give us a chance to create with you in this great story that you've been weaving from the very beginning. God, we uh, confess to you today that we are slow in wrapping our minds around what it means to lower our lives so it can be lifted. Uh, We struggle and we're timid around this commandment of taking up our cross daily. Uh, We flinch at the opportunity to lose our life that we might find it. And so, Jesus, we ask for your help once again today. I pray that as you teach us the fabric of the kingdom, which is to become low so that we can go high, I pray that there be opportunities today throughout the weekend where we see the wisdom of it, see the wisdom of not having to have our own way, see the wisdom of providing the way for somebody else and for love to be poured out for the sake of others. So, Jesus, give us the strength. We'll need it. Give us the grace because we will mess up. God, give us the thrill of following you and the bliss of, of experience within our soul, knowing that we're entering into kingdom life. So Jesus, be with us. Allow the kingdom to flourish in our midst and give us the eyes to see with faith so that we can see all things that are becoming new again. So we love you, God. Bless us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.